What slows you down? What slows me down? I think walking slows me down. It takes me out of the sort of everyday chores and it takes me out of having to be somewhere at a certain time. So I think walking and particularly for me, I'm usually walking because I'm looking for something, a little plant or a fungi or something like that. So I think walking while I'm looking and searching, it slows me down. And I think that's when I start to lose time. Is your rhythm here different than your rhythm in your day-to-day life? Absolutely, so much. Yeah, I think the first day I was doing drawing in the library and with my back to the sunshine through the window and I just realised that I didn't know what the time was and I was looking at the sun to know what the time was. And usually at home there's so many chores and I've got to pick this person, this child up and do this and have this email sent and days really, as much as I make time for artwork, they're short periods of time put together, whereas here we sort of have unbroken time, which is absolutely magic. It's a wonderful thing and it's a great way to really be able to concentrate and think something through without interruptions. So definitely measuring time here by daylight, really. And when it gets cold, it's nighttime and we put our jackets on. And in the morning when we take our jackets off, although I haven't today, (laughs) then it's time to really warm up and start working. And yeah. Do you feel like you have more or less time while here? I feel like I have more time. I feel like time is bigger and extended and I think not having interrupted time is what I'm really enjoying. And I'm making an effort not to look at emails and (laughs) not to see what everybody else is up to on social media and that sort of thing and that's giving me a lot more time. It's a really good process. It's making me realise what I need to do at home to give myself more time at home as well. I think I've got some bad habits that break up my time. So I think making the absolute most of the residency and and trying to make time as good and strong and productive as it can be here, I'll carry some of those processes home and break some bad habits. It's funny, you know, we get on such a treadmill to be productive, but I think when we're rushing, our work isn't nearly so strong and so thoughtful. So I think um, the work that we're creating here will be bolder and have more meaning. It will carry more weight because we've had more time to think about it as we are making, making it. What can alter or change one's sense of time? I think having children. (laughs) Definitely, definitely for me in my life. Um, I think people, and it's great to be with people, but also it's good to have time alone and, and that gives you time to kind of strengthen your own thoughts. 
time with people and then time away from people, that can change time a lot. And I guess when you're with people, there's the responsibilities and the feeling that you need to contribute and do things. And, um, yeah, so I think time alone is a good thing for making time really worthwhile. I think both of those, making sure you have a balance, I guess, is a good thing. Describe a moment or an instance when you lost the sense of time. Mm. It would be when I'm out in the bush drawing. Often when I'm doing that, I have to set my alarm clock because I won't know that I have to get up and go (laughs) back to do something. So it is when I'm drawing and, and it's usually when I'm drawing outside that I lose myself and, and have no idea if it's been one hour or if it's been four hours. It's such a wonderful thing to be able to do. Is losing the sense of time linked to losing the sense of structure? I guess it probably is. I guess it is. I guess it is because, you know, we have all these things we have to do in a day. And you always have to be back home for something, for some reason. So I think it is losing structure. Yeah, I think structure gives us the rigidity. It gives us sort of deadlines throughout the day that we have to achieve to be a sort of a citizen of the world and losing structure every now and again is probably a really important thing to do to make the most of moments. When we lose the sense of time, are those moments less or more productive? I think they're more productive. Yeah, I think so. They're probably more fun. (laughs) And I think they're probably more productive. I think the thoughts are probably more rounded, more... I think your thoughts are more fuller when you lose a sense of time. Does the time feel slower or faster then? I think it matters less. Yeah, I think it matters less. And I think a deadline makes time feel faster when you have something that has to be done any time or a date. It's hanging over you. I think when you can lose that, that's a good thing. In comparison to that, when do you feel like the time is slower? slower? I think a lack of deadlines. I think that's what it is. A lack of a lack of deadlines slows time down. Does it create panic? When time is slow, is it connected to sense of panic? No, I think I think the opposite for me anyway. When time is really fast, I panic and I'm not getting as many things achieved as I should. But why do we need to be achieving things at all? And why do we have to have a result? It's nice just to do things for the pleasure and that, that's enough.
Is the sense of time linked to an activity we are engaged with? Definitely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's it's quite funny. Sometimes when I go looking for something in the bush, I don't find it, but I find something else instead, which is even more amazing quite often. And I guess that makes time richer and it sort of, it makes time slower because you haven't sort of achieved what you want to achieve, but then you have sort of found something even better in a way and surprised time and turned it around. I think the bush is a fantastic place to to lose and find time to do both of those things. What shape would you give to time? Mm. Time at home quite often and time in my studio or in my work studio would be a vertical line with lots of intersections all the way down it. But time, when I'm outside, I think it would be some organic shape. It's rounded and it has no edges and it's more (laughs) bubble-shaped. Vertical going from down to up or from up to down? I was thinking going up to down, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's it. It's a list of things you have to tick off really isn't it and yeah yeah getting through (laughs) getting through certain activities and jobs and yeah yeah like an old paper pile before computers were a thing (laughs) yeah yeah what color would you give to time I guess it depends a bit on where you are and the time of day. Time and colour. Um, I mean, it, it's not like a sunset. It, it's a more neutral colour than that time. It's something that is a kind of steadiness. So it would be a neutral colour. Probably a grey colour, I think. What about a pattern? What kind of pattern is time? Your environment, I think, would change the pattern that time is. I think if you're in the city, it's going to be a hard-edged pattern. And if you're inside, it's going to be a structured pattern. And if you're outside watching a sunset or watching a sunrise, it's going to be a, a more rounded shape pattern. And I guess a lot of that's probably linked to the activities that I would be doing in these places and how long they take to do and that measure the measurements of of that. What kind of matter is time? Is it solid as earth, fluid as water? all present as air or fierce as fire that's so interesting i think i would say it's fluid like water but but it's not as 
is much more rigid than water. So maybe it's like a rock, rock shape that's there, that's always there. Yeah, so and now I'm thinking perhaps it's more honeycombed <laughs> shaped. <laughs> but uh, I, it's certainly something that's a moving, an endlessly moving shape. And I think as we get older, it changes as well. Perhaps there's more urgency the older we get and there's more kind of weight to wanting to enjoy the moments and make the most of the time. And the realisation that time's precious, that it's not going to be an endless thing for us. So it is some sort of moving thing. It's something that's moving like water, but it's not It's not as unpredictable as water. There's a predictability there with time. Which is a funny thing really, isn't it? Because the days are made by nature and the seasons and the months and they go by and it's really nature that's creating the beginning of the day and the end of the day. But I feel like time is a man-made structure that we've put in to manage our days as efficiently as we possibly can and something that we've put on top of nature but really it's always been there and the length of life has always been there for as long as humans have ever existed because <laughs> we're the ones that make time i don't think animals probably would measure it plants or well, they do they have seasons so hmm, maybe they do have time hmm. is the time that is not filled with activity endless it's more more endless but it's not limitless it's certainly not limitless but it's more extensive yeah it feels more extensive but it's not endless why isn't it limitless because then we have to go back into some sort of human community <laughs> where we have jobs to do and things and obligations for other people and and ways to contribute to the world and places we need to be at certain times to give us sort of a beginning and an end to an hour or I guess to exist we need to we need to fill those hours with um, the things we need to survive and beyond that really it's up to us isn't it to to use time as we want What is the usefulness of clocks in our everyday lives? I guess it gives us a structure with which we can relate to other people and it gives us a way to connect and a way to meet other people's obligations and our own obligations, a way to be a community, a way to give ourselves a routine with which we can kind of operate alongside other people and, and be a part of a community rather than an individual. Can we have social relations without mm. a clock? Yeah, we definitely can, but perhaps they're more interactions by chance rather than by um, 
direction and determination. So it's going to be coincidence perhaps that you bump into somebody and sit. A long time ago I lived in Swaziland in Africa where there weren't very many clocks and it was really nice and the people there used to say that they had more time than I did. Because I was always rushing around and they thought that was funny. They would say, let's go for a drive. And I'd say, I can't, I have all this stuff to do. And do you really? Would you say that since the invention of clocks, Mm. we have lost the feeling for time? We've given it a new meaning. It's a measurement, isn't it? It's a way of measuring time. I guess since the invention of clocks, it's given us a reason to try and fit more into a day, to be busier and to do more things. And and without clocks, I think we're probably more likely to lie on a rock and enjoy the feeling of the sunshine on our back. But with a clock, it gives us perhaps guilt. Perhaps it gives us guilt because it makes us feel that we need to be productive. Do you feel guilt when you waste time? (laughs) Yes, I do, which is so silly. Because what's wasting time? Really, wasting time is some of the most beautiful moments that we ever have. Wasting time. Isn't it a funny thing to waste time? It means that we're feeling a bit relaxed means we're not doing jobs or chores that we feel we should be doing to get through the day. It's actually a really great thing to waste time. When I had a baby, my first little baby, that was an interesting experience because I realised she changed so much every day. You know, one month to the next, she would be so different to how she was the month before. And I realized for the first time in my life that up until that date, I'd always kind of been looking forward to whatever it was I was planning to do. But that made me realize I had to enjoy time as it was then because it would never be the same again. But really, that is how we should approach every day or through our lives. Each day is not never going to be the same as tomorrow or the next day. So we should make the most of all moments. What is the value of a pause? I think time to perhaps catch a breath. Mm. 
what changes when we do that? We loosen, I think. We lose our... Yeah, we loosen. Perhaps we relax for a moment when we pause. Mm. It's good to pause. It's good to pause and not have noise and just listen to the sounds around us and not have something in front of us that we need to be doing. Pausing with quietness, being away from busyness, it's a really good thing. How do you recognize actions that are not necessary? Actually, I think usually they're just happy times when we're having an unnecessary moment. I have a lovely friend who makes podcasts. She interviews artists. I was talking to her recently, and before I talked to her, I thought I need to do a crash and listen to a lot of her podcasts. And I, I love podcasts, and I realized that when I listen to podcasts, I'm always doing something else. I'm always making work, I'm pressing something, I'm doing a job, I'm cleaning, I'm in the car, going somewhere. I'm always doing something while I listen to a podcast. But that night, before I spoke to her, I stayed up for a couple of hours and put a fire on in the house and lay in front of the fire and listened to her podcast while I was lying on my back, not doing anything else. It was magic and it was just wonderful to... Um, be doing only one thing at a time, not lots of things at a time. I was so euphoric just listening to her by the fire, being still. Although that wasn't necessary, really. I think actually it is necessary to do that, to maybe just do one thing at a time and, um, yeah, slow down. Does slowing down enable us to move faster or to act faster? It could do. It could do. Hmm. I'm not sure. I, you know, I think the faster we do things, we just get into this snowball of doing things faster and faster and faster. And perhaps if we do, if we go backwards, we're not regressing. We're just slowing down. That's okay. I like how you said that if we were rushing, that our work here wouldn't be as strong and thoughtful. Mm. So I guess in some way, thinking yeah. about it in reverse, because we are slowing down, yeah. our work is stronger and maybe deeper or better. Yeah. Or, yes. Um, yeah, or we're faster in a way like that we can like from no panic so maybe we kind of gain mm. time by slowing down as well and be more aware of our sort of sensations as we are doing something whatever it may be we're in the moment and aware of the moment rather than just getting through a tick list ticking things off 
Yeah, certainly with drawing. If, you know, you make a fast drawing once in a while, it's not going to have the strength of a drawing. If it's a continuous practice and if it's something that you're perhaps making time for every day or if you've been drawing all day towards the end of the day, you're certainly going to be when you do your strongest work, when you've been giving the same activity thought and Mm. consideration Imagine a state of consciousness or a state of being where time is no longer needed. I guess your needs would be met before you enter that state. So you would have a full stomach. You would have had a good night's sleep. You would be feeling quite fresh. And so physically you have no needs. And so you enter a state of consciousness where your needs are all met. You feel completely satisfied and then you move into an activity and you move through the activity but it doesn't have an end if you're losing the consciousness of time it doesn't matter when it finishes it doesn't matter what it looks like or what the end result is when it's finished and you move through that and then I guess it's your decision when that finishes, it's not because you need to be there for somebody else. So I guess you're isolated. So you're coming back to the idea that time is necessary for social relations. For community. Yeah. 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 So when we are alone, keeping an eye on time mm, absolutely there's much less yeah i mean we don't really need to at all depending on what else is happening yeah mm. what other time dimensions can you perceive here in this space or place and is it possible to sense other time modalities present in this space there's the time of all of us here i guess we are all experiencing time differently there's the mouse <laughs> experiencing time differently to us outside of the shed there is also the plants and they, you know, feel cold in the morning. They feel the frost in the morning and the sunlight warms them and they get their energy from the sun and then towards the end of the day they go to sleep. Well, they don't go to sleep, but they stop their photosynthesizing. Any organism that's experiencing life is experiencing time and there's so many here you know there's lichen outside and there's the fungi there's so much so much life in this area and all that are experiencing life are experiencing time to some some degree even if it's a series of sort of chemical reactions that are reacting to time even if it's not a conscious understanding of time those lives those beings are still experiencing time. Mm. 